Howdy, podcast people. This is added to the list, Reality Rewind, where we recap and deep dive into the biggest reality shows on TV. This episode will continue our breakdown of Big Brother Season 25, including the chaos of the second double eviction night. My name is Graham Capito, and I am joined, as always, by Alonzo Ramont and Zach Schultz. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Just bubbly. Got my coffee. I heard some pills rattling, so... I was gonna say, oh, God, doing okay. <laughs> really good. He's, he's on his opiates. Well, just before this episode, Graham and I did have an entire conversation about Coke. So, yeah, <laughs> and how much Coca-Cola. we love it. <laughs> yes. You know us. Drugs, drugs, drugs. That's what this no, podcast I just, is. About. I just popped my allergy meds mm. and my iron supplements. You know, somebody called the police. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Oh, thank I, you for reminding me. I have to. I have to take my vitamins. Take your vitamins. Got my elderberry over here. Got my fiber. Mm. You ever take magnesium? That's that's kind of the thing right now. Magnesium. Yeah, I don't yeah, now, but I I have. I'm into, sleep. I'm into silver. Okay, I'm silver. I'm just kidding. Okay. I was Great. I was about to say you're lying. You're not. You're like, not Great. Awesome. <laughs> I'm picturing capsules of like metal. <laughs> no, all I took this morning were some tums. Tum to tum tum tums. Finally necessary sometimes. Not for me because I don't have stomach cancer, but uh, for, for other well, people. I'll have, I'll have to tell you guys something off air about that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> about stomach problems. <laughs> Uh, what is this podcast about? What are we here talking about? Big, Big brother. Was... brother. That's right. Big... I, was a, I was at a party last night and somebody said, what's the name of your podcast? And I said, add it to the list. And I say, what it's about? What is it about? And I said, it's about reality shows. That has nothing to do. Well, okay. To be clear, it, this is a, this is a spinoff in spin-off. the added to the list Universe. network. Reality Rewind. And it is adding it to the list. You can add the reality show that we're reviewing to your list. We should get like three more listeners. Oh, well, hey, there we go. Well, hey, that's a great um, reminder to me because I want to see who, if anyone, voted on the poll that I did say would be on this episode. I'll say vote on that right now. Um, It's on Spotify. So Apple listeners, um, I don't believe you have access to this poll. Uh, I'm Most sorry. Most of the episode last uh, week was is is Matt Jazz. Um, it looks like I have to vote on it to see the. Well, I'm sure if I get on because I'm trying to be unbiased and not vote myself. Um, so, so if I get on, oh, oh so yeah, so, you can so vote. A, a reminder of the question: It was oh, there's two and votes, and it's 100 percent Matt is Jazz. Was it? Oh. Yeah, so, so the question was, is Matt jacked? Matt, is Matt jacked? <laughs> is Matt jacked? Nope, Matt. He's Matt. Is Matt jacked? Answer is yes. And I just I voted. There's only two votes. Including yours. It's including oh, I see. I see three votes. Oh, okay. Well, 
there were just two. I wonder, wonder how that happened. Somebody is listening uh, right now. Now there's four. What is, is going weird. on? And one of them, I feel 99% sure, is Ashlyn. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, mine says four votes now. Ashlyn is Matt's girlfriend, F- or Graham's girlfriend, FYI. We've mentioned her many times. She, yep. she does like Matt, line. though, so. He likes Matt. Last week. Yeah. Last week, mm-hmm. she, she, she contributed to the, to the conversation. Well, Twitter, Twitter says... Matt is a little problematic. And there's a few comments he's made sort of on the live feed that that haven't made it to TV. Like, I think he called America a bitch like twice. Um, And apparently... I mean, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. I'm sorry, that was rude. I wish I should have said that. (laughs) Wow. All right, Twitter. Your next target. <laughs> and apparently, right I guess here. he like quotes Andrew Tate in the house. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's like a dude, bro. And I was like, ooh, Matt. But well, I mean, calling call America that, I mean, it's, 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 I think anybody would in that situation. In what situation? Not anybody. Yeah, Zach, would, what's, what's the this, situation? And this was early <laughs> on in the about game. It. And I think it had to do with Riley or something. And the whole Riley situation, Riley we sh- and we should talk about that because in this last episode, I, I, I'm jumping ahead, but after the double eviction, so, so during the double eviction, Bowie Jane, fucking Bowie Jane, becomes... <laughs> Oh man, that's 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 what she should be calling. But Boy J becomes HOH, and she puts oh on second Sophie, HOH, the second HOH. Yes, her her second HOH. Yes, that that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. She puts up Sari and Felicia, Mm-mm. or she puts up uh, America. America and Felicia. Felicia. Uh, America goes home on the double. And then we have another HOH competition where you guessed it, Jag becomes HOH. And I'm making this. Oh my god! How many times has he been HOH? Are you are you saying after America is evicted? After America is evicted, because that's that will so unless I've missed something, I think I'm all caught up. Um, Oh, we don't. That's where the episode ended. Okay. Okay. okay, Yeah. Well, and and I was maybe wrong. we it's do now. Jag. It's not Jag, actually. Oh, it's okay. not Jag. I do know who it is, and it's not Jag. Interesting. Um, okay. So yeah, in the double, yes. Sorry, 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 sorry. Blue goes home first. Mm-hmm. Jag's Hoh. Yes. Bowie becomes Hoh. America goes home. Boom. That's where the the last episode ended. I forgot we recorded last week, so we were caught up. Um, but. Well, what I was going to say, I can't say now because Mm. it would spoil, even though Uh, you'll find out tonight who became HOH, but. Well, I'm going to assume it's Jag. No, 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 it's not Jag. Mm. It's not Jag. And it's not Bowie because Bowie couldn't play. Interesting. 
Well, I'm, I was I, what I was gonna say in is I hate this season. Um, it's one of my <laughs> favorite seasons of Big Brother. What a great season to start watching Big Brother. Um, and I'm going I'm gonna say after this ends, we should watch another season of Big Brother. Oh, to get real, like an old season. Um, that's what I think we should do. Mm. Just throw that out there. Interesting. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, so why why is it? Tell us why is it you dislike this season so much? It it's I think for I'm just annoyed with the people that are in the in the lead. Granted, I actually think it's the most diverse sort of like final seven, final eight we've ever had, which is exciting and cool. Um, and you hate I, them. <laughs> but it's older people, I think. I mean, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, I just feel like they're coasting. Uh, mm. Like, I wish Matt would make a, Matt should go after Jag. Like, that's good TV. That would be amazing. Matt, going to come in he's not gonna win like you know what i mean like he's not playing to win he's playing him bowie jane and jag are playing to be the final three and that's dumb if i'm if i'm bowie jane and matt i need to get rid of jag they cannot win sitting against jag at the end i so i agree with that but i and as they were talking last episode where they were starting to hint at um matt you know, this is something that Matt's going to need to do. I like the way, um, by the way, how they edited sort of going backwards. I feel like that's something Big Brother doesn't usually yes, do. I like, like I did they, like this. Like it. Mm-hmm. Like they showed us. So what was it? It was Felicia having a conversation with Jag saying, hey, Matt's going to turn on you. And as the audience, we didn't know if this is true or not. We're like, that seems made up. And I think because it felt so much like it could have been made up, it was an interesting way to present it because I at first I was like, there's no way that's true. And then they rewind and go back to Felicia and Sari's conversation about it. And they rewind again and go back to Sari and Matt's conversation where you see that he sort of says that and he sort of doesn't, but he acknowledges the fact that, yeah, look, you all are probably going to go after Jack bef- Jack before me because he's in the prime position to win this game. Um, but all that being said, I don't know if it's if it's the best time to go after Jag, um, because I mean it's getting the down next target. It, but I th- like maybe just one more week. Like he, if if he gets rid of Jag, it would leave. Well, who would it leave? It would leave him, Felicia, Sari, and. Who else? Bowie. Bowie Jane. I just, he is a great shield for Matt, and they're so loyal to each other. If they can just get down to the final four and then take him out, but that is dangerous because Jag is such a good comp player. Um, yeah, one of those two is going to go next, I think, I would guess, Matt or Jag. Or Felicia. They keep trying to push Felicia out of the house. Well, I guess, I guess it depends on who wins HOH. Um, yeah, if it's a physical thing. I don't see I don't see Matt putting Jag up yet. Um, 
but we're getting close. Like, I think this week, if he does it, maybe it would be a good move, but I think that he has been smart up until this point not to have done it yet. No. Because I think he's been a good shield for him, and they've been really loyal to each other. Like, Jack, Jag has never, to me, looked like, since they formed this Miniman, that they were going to turn on each other. Oh, yeah, they've been a beast of a team like it's the only team that really has meant something throughout the entire season mm-hmm. except for i guess Sari and uh felicia and then what's the girl's name that is he is he yeah but that they I were mean, a that big was, team they were that definitely the second biggest strongest anyways but even they you know fell apart um because obviously Eventually, felicia yeah. was sort of on the outside of it um but this has been the strongest duo um that's a game for sure oh yeah um alonto i'm interested uh because you brought up the live feeds and how you know people are saying matt has been saying some um not great stuff maybe he's a i forgot what you said an issue or a problem or he should be canceled or something um do you has twitter always like is this season exceptionally um unique in the way that there have been problem players or is this just a product of people following the live feeds more closely and then posting more about it or has this always been how it's been since twitter's been around and it's just something i wasn't aware of i think alonzo may have stepped away (laughs) i think he may have as well that's okay i'll ask him when he gets back um, okay, so let's see. We run through everything uh, that's happened so far. Um, Jag, uh, since last we recorded, Jag won HOH. Um, he put up Blue in America, um, told them both that they were the pawn, um, but he switched from America being the target to Blue being the target, uh, which is upsetting to me because Blue is my final player in my other post. Oh, I did not know that. So you're yeah. gone. You're done. Well, my other poll. So in this one, um, oh. I'm not completely done. Uh, let's give a recap of that. Um, I oh, think I, I only have Felicia and Matt now. I am actually done. America was my last Ooh. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I lost that last. This Thursday was the final nail in my coffin. Um. Alonzo still has Mark over that twenty five dollars. Is that what we said? I don't remember there being money involved. I, think, I, I think there was money involved. <laughs> I don't. I don't recall. I um, believe it was twenty five dollars. I think it was a uh, seventy five dollar bet. Well, who knows? Good thing there's no recorded history of of these things. <laughs> we don't have a documented like episode by episode thing of what you said. Exactly. I can just hey, slink I have, my way out of this. God, I have two. Does Alonzo have four or five? So he's three. He's three, three left because okay. he's lost Blue now and Corey. So he's got Bowie Jane, Jag, and Sari. Um, oh, damn. Like those three are really, really high up there. And like, who's going to win this competition? Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels to me that it's fairly. Split ish among the two of you. Like between the two, I would oh. definitely hand it to Alonzo on who I think is poised to 
um, I think have, have the winner. I think Jag is my favorite now, like in terms of like not necessarily like favorite in terms of like personality and doing stuff, but like who's gonna win? Like he is making moves. He is doing. He's uh not only conniving but also like making friendships that are very long long lasting. So I think he's he's my pick for number one because I think he's gonna he's gonna have to betray matt at some point at some point he's gonna have to i mean i don't think he has to um in a perfect world for jag they work together till the end and jag like if i'm sitting in that jury i'm voting for jag um Mm. the only way that i think the two of them are there and matt wins is if jag is pissed enough people off along the way by orchestrating their eviction which to me is a silly way to vote but there are no restrictions on that and it's been proven in the past that sometimes people will vote just because they will vote for the person who they like yeah i didn't know that over yeah that's my whole thing with the jury is like i've never experienced the jury thing before and it's like i guess you are trying to win people over the whole time yeah, because, I like, mean, if they don't like you, they won't vote for you. Yeah, that I mean, there's a t- they call it jury management. Like, mm. like, do you have your social game? That's part of your social game, you know. Like, I want to, if I'm playing this in a really sort of crude and mean way, like I might make it to the end, but um, if I piss everyone off along the way, you know, I'm not going to win this thing. I don't think Jags in that spot. Um, because he like, he seems like a really nice guy. Like everyone really seems to like him, and I think they can appreciate his gameplay without um taking things too personally. But yeah, yeah, you never know. I mean, I think like the only reason he'd be a threat or he'd be up for eviction is if people really recognize that this guy is the guy that's going to win the game, and like he's a comedy. That's exactly why they should put him up. That's exactly yeah. why, for you, all the reasons you just said, Graham, is why he should. They should put him up to to leave because if he's there in the finale, he's winning. It doesn't oh. matter who he's against. Absolutely. And when I really thought about it, I was like, okay, wow, this is this Muslim guy. You know, he's wearing his turban. He, you know what I mean, like on national mm-hmm. TV. Like it is a big deal. But yeah. as a player, like. He just doesn't excite me. Um, kind of a boring guy. Yeah, I think they're all a little boring. Well, not Sari and Felicia. I think they're the most entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And watching them on Twitter is even better because, like, everybody's like, just create the Sari and Felicia show. <laughs> and that's, well, that's what they're doing. And now the wait know that they're not gonna make it to the end they're just living their best life for sure you know so which i feel like is helping them in turn stay longer because Mm -hmm. people kind of get that sense like we we, we're not we're not saying it but we all kind of know you're these two aren't winning well and speaking of winning i'm not sure but it looked i mean it looked like Sari was gonna win HOH this past week. I mean, th- it was the it was the uh, movie titles. Yep. You know, the movie it posters. Did. 
Lakers. She was in the lead. You know? I was cheering for her. I really was. I was, too, because that would have changed up the game. Well, she yeah. would have sent Jag home. Oh, yeah, oh, she would. For sure. And she won. Uh -huh. And as soon as Bowie Jane won, I was like, okay, she's not going to put up Jag, which is uh -huh. a stupid move. Because if Jag, if she put up Jag and Jag went home, Bowie Jane has an argument that she should win the game. But I think, I think if Jag is gone, Bowie Jane is going home sooner. But this close to the end, she's already in alliance with Matt. Granted, here's here's the here, here's the real tea. Jag is the glue of Bowie Jane, Matt, and 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 Jag. Mm -hmm. Jag is the glue. So I definitely Absolutely. think had they sent Jag home sooner, remember when he was evicted and then it was a twist and he ended up staying? Yes. Uh, yeah. Because Matt saved him. Yeah. If they had actually sent him, Matt would be loyal to Sari right mm -hmm. now. He'd be her number one. Um, Bowie Jane would be floating around. Bowie Jane would probably leave. But Bowie Jane will not win against Matt. In the, or she's third, no matter what. It's going to be Jag, then Matt, then, then Bowie Jane. There's no way she's winning. And, I, and we've seen it happen before where people take their best friend and they're like, that cost you seven, $750,000 because you take... Matt is taking Jag to the end, and mm -hmm. Matt's going to be second place, period. So I agree that Jag, for really everyone's game, Jag needs to go home. Um, and I think this week, like, we are finally in a place where it would be good to do it. But I think for, I think for Bowie Jane and for Matt's game, had it happened sooner, they <clears throat> would have gone home sooner. I agree, a but great shield. now we only have two weeks, though. So now is the time. The, the, yeah, like this HOH that we are in. So we're going to be down to. Uh, we're going to be down to six or we're down to we're down to five now. Yeah, yeah, we are five. Um, the finale has three of them. So only two more evictions before the finale. Yeah. How do they decide? Because I've never wa watched the show before. How do they decide the winner? Is it a, like a competition? We we talked about this. The jury. Oh, so the jury just votes on the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The jury decide. That's why. That's why who's in the jury is very important. It really matters. Yeah. Granted, I just don't think they've been doing a great job with jury management this year. Like you normally hear a lot more about jury management. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, trying to secure the votes. But honestly, nothing has been so personal this year that people won't vote for the winner. Like, I think, like you said, Graham, people are going to vote to if Jag is there, Jag is winning, period. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. I wonder why that is. Like, why, why do we not have the crazy dramatic? Do you think it's a product of the times that like, oh, people are not trying to be dramatic on television and, and trying to be like making crazy personal a little bit move a little bit. But I th so, OK, here's I think it's part of that. Something else that I've been thinking about is I think the cookout season changed a lot. And here's why. The cookout became like famous after the show 
like they were everywhere. Zach, do you oh. remember what the cookout was? Yes. 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 Okay, I just want to make sure. So for those for our for our listeners who may not know, the cookout was two seasons ago. It was, it was a six person alliance, all people of color, all black people, because they said, you know, a black person has never won Big Brother. It is our goal to see that happen. And so we want to put that above our personal game and see one of these black people win the game. They all paired up beautifully with somebody else in the house and they had a pair and they knew eventually them and their pair would go on the block, but then everybody would vote for their partner to go out. So they, these six people made it to the end of the game. That's the cookout. And uh, then Xavier ended up winning the game. Controversy. Some people didn't feel like he should have won, but he won. Mm. After that, they were everywhere. Todrick Hall would have them like at his house, like for weeks at a time, like they were all over social media, all over like, like Big Brother hadn't had this much publicity in a long time. Wow. Um, they became, and now you can see every single one of them have been on other reality shows, competing, doing other things. And so I also think some of the Big Brother players see that and want that to happen for them. It's a it's a career thing. Mm. It's a, an influencer thing. Mm -hmm. Look at look at look at Blue. I was gonna say. Well, I mean, a you know, perfect example. Uh, Blue wants to be an influencer. Yeah, like she it was uh, like she was stepping out of the house into her new position as uh -huh. influencer. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of that too. I think they are aware of the possibilities and going on these other shows and the challenge and Survivor, maybe not Survivor, but you know, these shows. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that's what people are thinking about as well. Um, you throw somebody in like Bowie Jane, who's not a good comp game player. Like she's not playing the game. She's just there. And that's, I pissed me off. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was so mad when she won HOH. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's why. But you know what the biggest, the worst game decision was this season? Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, gosh. Oh, think. shoot. I mean, the, this season, I mean, again, I've not watched the show, but it seems like it's been a rough season. To me, the w absolute worst game decision was getting rid of Heisem. Oh, mm. uh, decision. It was a. Not, I felt I, very personal. Yeah, yeah like, I think television wise, yes, bad decision. Game wise, smart idea. Get him out of there immediately because Heisem would have. No, I don't think so. Him. He was your. It was Sari and Felicia and them and Izzy. He was aligned with you. Oh, that that's right. Was he was older. He he was in your alliance. He was a bigger threat than you. Izzy probably wouldn't have gone out when she did. Jared probably would have stayed longer. Like mm. Hysom was winning competitions. I mean, if let, let's really be honest, Sari and Felicia, game wise, have won nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Felicia got like. The the mini putt putt thing I think was was how she won. That was her H O H. Yeah. 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 Like. Yeah. 
I mean, and Sari has literally won nothing. Now, she also hasn't played. There's all these great memes with like Julie hiding Sari's uh, veto chip. <laughs> I love how they had to check. They were like, is it? Well, let's look. Is her name actually in this <laughs> box? Oh, did they? I missed that. Yeah, because they were all up there and they were like, oh, so Sari was sitting there like, wow, I've literally never been picked for a veto comp. And Blue was like, let's look like she pulled it out and it was there. Wow. OK, so uh -huh. it's kind of interesting because I kept thinking That's for crazy because people kept saying that. And apparently Red has been on TikTok saying the game is rigged for Sari to win, which I, I, what, I what's his argument? I, he doesn't have an art. It, it's the I guess the fact that she never got picked for veto. She's never won anything, and she's still there. But like, now granted, if Felicia or Sari could turn this thing around, like if Felicia won or Sari, whoever doesn't get, it, I think I think they're gonna evict Sari next. But if Felicia somehow won HOH. Oh, that would be everything. Who do you think she? I would say like she put up Jag and uh... Jag. But the thing is, though, Jag. Oh, Jag could win veto. You know. Uh, oh right. Backdoor Jag. So do. Uh... At this point, backdoors are hard because. Um, oh yeah. Because everybody, pretty much, well, everybody's going to play in the veto. Contest. I was going to say, like, you have three other people. Yeah, everybody, everybody's going to play. So backdooring them would be tough. Like, she would have to guarantee she could win HOH and veto. And she can't really do that at this point. Jag is winning. I feel like nobody can because the, even in the beginning, like, the, the competitions are so broad and different that, like, it, it takes a different skill set every time. So like somebody's being like, oh, I'm going to totally win this competition. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Um, and, and here's the truth. Let's be honest. Matt, Matt's veto win was the exact same game that he won this past week, which was the balls, like mm -hmm. going and finding a thing in the balls. It's exactly. the same exact competition he won before. the veto On double eviction night. Yeah. Like... I'm like, come on, big brother. We can't get more creative than that. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of pause, loved the game on Survivor last week, the basket game uh, that they, oh, did you watch that yet? No, we we skipped. We're like, now we are two episodes behind. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Discussing it. I point. know. Well, we've been. We didn't go over um, to Ashland's parents where we usually watch it. And then our TV time has been keeping up with Big Brother. So, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, never mind. If for <laughs> <laughs> um, TV time. You're so I think responsible. Survivor challenges are just stronger. And oh. it feels like Big Brother has gotten laced. Like, I don't know. Their games have just this season just aren't great. Mm -hmm. just aren't great. Something mm -hmm. that I remember from Survivor and watching it as a kid is that you also get little prizes that the people in Big Brother don't necessarily get. Like, they'll get money and stuff. Like, oh, $1,000. But, like, in, in Survivor, it's like, <clears throat> we're going to give you an entire cookout. We're going to give you a barbecue. Or yeah. something like that. 
they do have like they used to have the luxury competitions mm. big brother um i don't think they had that this year although somebody went and watched a movie but didn't they didn't they yep they watched oh um, yeah the exorcist exorcist believer um i don't think that was a luxury competition though but like they used to have competitions just for if you win this i think that was in a veto competition i think somebody won that in a veto maybe Um, i don't remember yeah i think you're right but that was just you know promotional oh yeah but it used to be like okay, you're going to leave the house on a helicopter and go have a, a, a meal for two on this island or... See, that's fun. Like, that's and that's how they do it on Survivor, where it's like, we have this cage where you can swim, but there's alligator-infested waters, but it's the cage, so you're safe. You know, like, it, it, like weird yeah. excursions like that. That's cool. Yeah, so... I, 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 sorry, I sound like a dial-up. Um... <laughs> that's why i Deep want you, I, I want you zach to get to experience you know a season 10 a season 14 um honestly even a season like 21 with like tyler crispin and that cast they were all good like i want you to experience it with more drama and more like the so a lot of these people are milk toast i'll tell you that right yeah. now <laughs> like you know, and going I, I, sorry, um, well, Londa, what you're saying about okay. Heisem going back, like when it happened, I don't know if I would have agreed, but like looking back at it now, um, both for TV and for everyone else's game, it would have been much smarter, I think, to keep Heisem. Like he he was a total ass, but he was their ass. Like he yeah. was loyal. Yeah, and he would have gotten stuff done. And then for imagine sure. like. A fallout with ja- or with uh, Jared and Heisem, like mm-hmm. yelling at each other, or you know what I mean. And uh, I think they got too comfortable in the beginning with that power. Remember how they kept going back and forth about targets? It was changing every five minutes on who the target. Oh yeah, um, I feel like that's the case. It, it's poor gameplay. Something that. Sari was actually saying to Felicia, which I thought was really interesting on the live feeds is she was like, the reason that they are here is because they stuck together. And she was like, we should have done that. And Felicia says nothing. Because Mm. oh, how Felicia was just throwing Sari under the bus and and had the information wrong. We let we later learned that like what she told Jag wasn't even accurate. Um, Yeah. You know, and so now Sari Sari was just like in her own way saying like, uh-huh, had you shut your mouth. Now, granted, I think some of, it, some of it's on Sari also, uh, but I mean, they turned on Isom and Red. Both were loyal to them. They We found out later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Red was like singing Ceri's praises to Cameron. Yeah, it it looking back, it, it really was a strange move. Yeah, wow. Um, but they they got rid of Hysom so they could just be more comfortable in the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at the time, that seemed like a, a bold move. Like when it happened, it was like, okay, good choice. Get rid of Hysom because yeah. that's the 
big competitor. But yeah, I absolutely agree that like in the long run, they really could have used him in the game and then gotten rid of him at the end. And right now what they need to happen is convince Matt or Bowie Jane, which I don't think they can convince Bowie Jane. Uh, she's not going to make a big move. No. They have to convince Matt to send Jag home. And I don't think that's going to oh. I mean, they're close, man. Like Matt and Jag. Yep. Very close. I think if anyone can convince him, it's going to be Suri, as we've already it, seen it, her it, trying. Yeah, it would be Suri, which I, I just think it's going to be too late for that. Yeah. Um, Alonzo, I did want to ask, because earlier when you brought up um, how Matt was um, maybe being a little problematic and Twitter was having issues with him, is this this season feels like this has been happening a lot with um, players in the house saying things that people are picking up on Twitter and and getting upset about. Is this season like – is this happening more so this season than it has in the past, or is Twitter? It's no, 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 no. It's way less. Oh, oh. In fact, they considered getting rid of the live feeds uh, because of that. They're so boring. No, because people would say stuff. Oh, like right. I guess that's why they like had that people. that disclaimer before you. Yes, get on. like. They're like, hey, this don't represent our views, you know. <laughs> but well, see, that uh, makes that makes sense as to why they would really tout it on this season because they're like, hey, these people are like media trained, basically, and they're and trying not about, to offend anybody. Well, think about last year, Graham, with uh, Kyle. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, but like, there used to just be a time. People weren't getting called out as much on Twitter, you know, because of Twitter. Mm. But there's a girl, her name's Aaron, from like 10 seasons ago who just came out and apologized for basically being racist on the show and like called somebody a monkey and like all this. Oh, my God. Was she the one who like was being really racist? There's like another there's an Asian player and she said something about uh, something about like rice or I don't know. I've. I remember hearing vaguely about a player, some blonde woman who was being really racist. Yes, she, yes, Aaron. Uh, I forget exactly which season that was, but. Oh my God. She just came out like last <laughs> week apologizing in some interview. Um, and, you know, then there's people that say things like, you know, I just don't feel like I should be blamed for slavery. Like, I wasn't a lot. You know, those kinds of things. It's just like, just don't say anything. Like, It's like when that conversation gets brought up, you probably shouldn't be on camera saying but, your opinion. Uh, you know, right. um, it's like, no, we know you personally weren't there. Like, gosh. So anyway, it's gotten better, I think. Um and I don't know the the Matt the Matt thing might just be people upset because of Matt Matt's position in the game, um, but I can see what they're talking about. And I and America has a lot of stands. America the player, oh, mm. stands. Oh, she has <laughs> she has a huge Twitter. I have an issue with her. I don't know why. I hate that smile. It feels fake. Yeah, yeah. He's always like smiling. 
And she was flirting with Jag this past week, big time. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not. Was that on like some on, on live feeds? Because I don't remember seeing that in like the episode. Oh, well, they, yeah, That's on live feeds. Yep. Shady boots. Of course. Apparently, somebody was saying, I don't know if it's accurate, that like Corey was her third choice. <laughs> Because originally, remember, she was kind of flirting with Cameron. Uh, I remember hearing that. I feel like I just miss all of these things. But Cameron's yeah. like a family man. Doesn't he have like a wife and children? He's kids. He I think children. he's single, though. I don't though. think he has. Yeah, I don't think he's married. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, but America has a lot of a lot of stands, for sure. Mm. Mm. So people are just, just defending her. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. I don't like a person that cries that easily. <laughs> Whenever they get called out. It's like, uh... You were upset that you didn't... The thing that you expected to not happen happened, and that's very obvious. Like, whenever she cried for, like, the entire episode, whenever her and Corey got put up, it's like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm happy she's gone. Peace. <laughs> but, oh, my God! The the jury house. Poor Cameron. What's he doing in there? Well, now he's got three people with him. Four. Now he's got four people with him. Now, oh, now they're right. like, but last week it was him and Corey. So it was week, a week alone, then him and Corey. And now America will be there. And so it's they're going to get. Corey. So in now America. America and Corey will solidify mm -hmm. their relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no all. cameras. So this is going to make them closer. It. When, when couples get eliminated, and if they're both in the jury, they always get closer in the jury house because they're, now they're really spending quality alone time. Yeah. And they're not thinking about, oh, I got to win now. It's like, oh, I already lost. Or cameras. So, they're not thinking about cameras. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. It's like a little vacation. Yep. And the jury house is nice. That's the, is nice. And they're still isolated. Um, Do they have like a TV and stuff or? No, 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 no. Oh my it's god! Just, it's just like being in the in the game without the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awful. I would not want to do this show. Corey Cameron <laughs> posted a video. Um, they're playing a game where they answer these questions like, "Will Bowie Jane make it to the end?" And maybe y'all know this game. And they they're taking a pencil and like trying to throw it into a cup. No oh. idea. That's like a TikTok thing. Uh, but they they posted that video of them hmm. uh, inside what, the house, inside the jury house. Is it sort of like when um, they the producers give the players like a camera to sort of film each other? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's sort of because they still don't have their phones. No. Yeah. You see that? You see TikToks a lot of like Felicia. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Talking to Mr. B. <laughs> Mr. B. Yeah, like the asking so for more help. I have never heard anybody call him Mr. B. I, I'm here for it. Oh, that's this so funny. That's not going anywhere, I don't think. No. <laughs> and I think like people are going to do that for the rest of the show, like address the camera as oh, Mr. Yeah. B. Very iconic. It's so surprising that in 25 seasons somebody hasn't used the actual like entity of Big Brother right as a character in the show, and I think Felicia doing that is hilarious. It would be amazing if, I don't know how this would be possible, if Felicia won. Because she's been put up so many times 
and if gotten out up, of it so many times. If she's put up again, it'll be number eight. Oh my god! It's like, yeah, so it, it, at this point, it's like a, a person that, like, it's like Rasputin. You know, they keep trying to kill him, and it just doesn't come. It just keeps coming back. Well, yeah. so if she, the only way I see her, the only people she has a shot of beating are Bojane and Sari. And as a viewer, I would not vote for her to win against like Sari. But as someone in the house, I'm not sure because we, because Sari's game, I think, is all her interweavings, um, her her social play, which we get to see so much of. I just wonder if the other players appreciate how well her social game has been when they can't see all the things we get to see. So I don't know. Hypothetically, who is she sitting next to? Like if it's Felicia and Suri. Oh. Suri. I think Suri. I think Suri's I would vote Suri. Yeah. I'm just wondering. No, no, they would vote Suri. People I think yeah. I think the players would vote Suri in the end. Granted, Felicia has one ahead of household. And if she were in the end, she would have to at least win another HOH. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Suri, I'll tell you, is just embarrassing herself when it comes to the competitions like she does not get close to winning ever well she did this past thursday yeah mm-hmm. and but apparently they're saying she threw it i don't know if that's accurate or not i don't think she threw it i, no. I think she just lost but you don't uh, take that long to <laughs> julie's constantly yeah. like sorry i need i need an answer reset yeah. sorry reset <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think, I think she was really trying to win that. I honestly, it kind of felt like she got as far as she did with luck. I she just happened to pick the right ones, which is unfortunate. All right. Well, let's, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we will. What you been watching? What you been watching? Let's talk about that. What you been watching? Yeah. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back for what you've been watching. Zach, Miss Schultz, what have you been watching? I felt like you said Miss Schultz. I um, said Mister. You know, the, the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue are the articulatory tools, bro. But, um. Touche. <laughs> I, I have two things to talk about. One, I couldn't recommend. One I absolutely could recommend. Two, or both of them are horror adjacent. So I watched Totally Killer on Amazon. Oh, yes. Oh my god. Hilarious, excellent slasher horror comedy. It's like a Back uh, to the here. Future meets slasher, yes, right? And, yeah, and it's it's written in a very hilarious way. Like she references Back to the Future a lot. It's it's Kiernan Shipka, which if you're not familiar, she's uh she was on Mad Men, she was on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's Sabrina, a great right? Oh yeah, she's Sabrina in the new mm-hmm. uh dramatic Sabrina show. But yep. she uh the Sabrina the, teen- the teenage witch. But uh she's brilliant in the show or in the movie, but the movie is like you think, okay, another slasher thing, and she's going back in time, and it's like making fun of eighty slashers. It's fresh. It's good. It's it's solid. And like, uh, 
what's his name? I really, uh, shoot, I'm forgetting him. Fresh off the boat, he's, uh, Wu in Ant-Man. Uh, gosh. Him. Uh, He, he, and of course, WandaVision. Randall Park. Randall Park is in it, and he's hilarious as a small part. He's like the sheriff of the town in the 80s. And it's hilarious to see, like, she's like, we cannot say this kind of stuff. Like, it's very, like, not PC, just like an 80s slasher. Like, uh, she learns that her mother was, like, a horrible bully in high school. Like, it's, it's a hilarious movie. Uh, highly recommend Totally Killer. That's on Amazon Prime. Pretty new. Nice. Then, I've, been, I've been looking. I want to. I've been wanting to watch that one. Yeah. Uh, did you end I up saying his name, Zach Randall Park? Randall Park. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, also on Veep. Oh yes, yeah. He uh, <laughs> he's the he's the 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 veteran. Danny Chung. Danny Chung that is always like referencing his his service. <laughs> Randall Park, that man, he's gonna he's gonna win an Oscar in the next ten years. Um, I love Randall Park and everything that he's in. But yep. uh, I watched another movie. I'm always on the search to watch a movie that will truly disturb me. Truly, like, be like, okay, I cannot. It's so, it's so awful that I cannot keep it on. I found it. I could not watch the rest of this film. Uh, it is by. It's an Argentinian movie. It is by the guy that made this movie called Terrified. For our swabs of li- listeners out there that watch horror movies, our point yeah, two. You would, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would be familiar with Terrified. This, this creator this movie maker he breaks a lot of rules in terms of like horror movies so like a lot of times in horror movies you're not going to see a child die but um, with this movie I, the movie i watched not is today an evil an evil works and it's basically it's established in this world that demon possession is like a thing and like it's a thing that you have to deal with in, in a town like if you kill somebody that's possessed by a demon it will literally possess like everybody in the town if it's not done properly and they don't give you a ton of information so basically like if you see something that is possessed you're basically going to be possessed um and they really do not hold any sort of punches like i'm talking really really hard to watch horror movie it is difficult it is what like, makes it's it's they show things that you wouldn't expect to be shown. So, like, a lot of the times in a horror movie, you wouldn't see a kid die. But in this movie, you see a kid get grabbed by a dog in the face and, like, shake it around like a rag doll. Oh, Lord. And, yeah, oh, my God. And, and not, like a, not in a comedic way. No, no. This is taken with full seriousness. A mother... <laughs> That is possessed walking down the street. Can I? I'm, this is very disturbing. I'm gonna say, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, and a trigger warning. A woman walking down the street holding her child at like seven years old, and the child's head has been popped off the top, and she's just ripping out the contents. It is that's disgusting. a weird. I was, I was gonna ask, well, what's the trigger? And you wouldn't have been able to set that up, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. no, no. It I'm is, triggered it is by that. I'll, I'll admit. Just, <laughs> yeah, no. It is distinctly violent and awful, and like it's trying to show you things that will make you like fake for a really long time about like how can the human 
but you know, people do be possible with that. But it's it's all about possession and demon possession. But yeah, it's called When Evil Lurks. Uh, it is like the highest uh, rated horror movie that came out this year. It's well directed. It's well done. It is awful. So I was gonna ask. So like overall as a movie, like for what it it's trying to do, is it a good movie? Brilliant. It is. I couldn't finish it. Like I love horror movies, and I had to be like, "This is enough, man!" Like I had to stop. Wow. Because it is just so bleak and intense, and well directed to the point where it's like they don't give you the information of the entire world. They don't exposit everything. They just kind of give it to you uh, naturally, uh, because it's like it starts with the uh, these people trying to dispose of this possessed person, and whenever you get possessed, the the demon starts to like basically rot your body, mm. and it, it bloats you. And they're trying to get rid of this bloater. I think it's what what it's called. And it falls out of their truck. And if you come in contact with this possessed body, you basically immediately get possessed. So, like these people's family, their children, their uh, the entire town is gets essentially it's like a disease. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's treated like an apocalypse because they were like, oh, we don't pray anymore. Like it's so bleak. It's like, oh, we don't pray anymore because praying doesn't work. It's basically like a post-apocalyptic movie where the apocalypse hmm. just started happening. And the apocalypse is if a person or a thing gets possessed in your area, like animals, you can't shoot them. I'm giving you a real big rundown of this movie. It's called When Evil Lurks. If you want to be disturbed, if you want, if you want uh, the most like hardcore, if you read like intense horror and you want something that match that, because a lot of movies don't match that kind of thing when it comes to literary things, mm -hmm. watch this movie. It's for you. It's it's the movie for people who are bored of absolutely horrifying stuff and want to watch something even more intense. And and that's that's kind of what it is. But it's bold. It's interesting. It's it's imaginative, <laughs> uh. to say the least. Uh, but yeah. So like, if you're into that kind of thing, highly recommend it. Uh, if you are not, avoid the movie at all costs. Like, I would say both you and Alonzo don't watch it. Like, oh my god. Uh, like, it I, is, it is just, it is, it is trying to make you feel off. I'm torn because the premise. <laughs> now I want to watch I know, I know. The premise sounds very interesting. And it is an, it's an immensely interesting movie. And it's it's so I I have this thing so like if you want to be disturbed watch a foreign horror movie I don't know what what they're doing over there in not America but it's like Swedish uh, Norwegian this one's from Argentina it is crazy like like it, it's like the MPAA has not reached them or something <laughs> and like it's never sexually explicit it's never like. Oh God, that's what the U.S. does the best. But uh, we'll show no we'll USA. Show boob, we'll show boobs in a horror movie like a monster, just everything. Uh, <laughs> but um, this one, it's just like, hey, how about we show you the worst thing you could possibly see? So if you want to be disturbed, when evil lurks, and mm -hmm. the thing is, like, you gotta find this movie. Like, it's not an obvious streaming service. It's on AMC Plus because it's on Shutter. And Better. I have the shutter, yeah, the shutter streaming thing. Mm -hmm. But uh 
Oh my god, the poster for it's a woman holding an axe to her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pregnant woman. You can guess what happens. Oh dear god. Yeah. That happens on screen. She she takes she takes an axe to her face. Oh my god. On screen. It is the most insane movie I've ever watched. I truly say that. Uh, the sadness is also pretty pretty rough. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you know, if you're looking for a Halloween watch and you're bored with the slasher movies of the 1980s and you want to feel like you are a worse person, Lord. watch When Evil Lurks. I yeah, I'm really torn. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Part of me is like. I could do it. <clears throat> I can take the challenge and it sounds interesting, but I, I think I'm, I might listen to my, the angel on my shoulder and, and avoid yeah. it. We'll What's see. Listen, What's the most I disturbing even, movie? That's a good what? question. It is. I was going to say, I couldn't even watch a scary movie last night. I was going to watch Scream and wasn't even in the mood for that. No. So like, oh and my I love God. Movies, but I last night I was just like, eh, don't feel like I'm in the right headspace for Scream. So that movie sounds ten times worse. You, no one can be in the right headspace for when evil lurks. It is, it is, it pulls you out of your bed and shakes you. It is crazy in terms of like Ugh. what it shows you. I, I, yeah, I think I've, I've painted a good picture. You sure have. I wonder if um you said Ar- Argent. Tinian film. I wonder yeah, if over there, like if our sensibilities are just different or if they watch that and sort of feel the same as we would well, watching I mean, Halloween or something. From what I am understanding about this movie, it's it's so groundbreaking and like people are talking about it because mm. of how disturbing it is. Like mm-hmm. it like I said, he breaks uh, I should say the name of this guy. Um his name is blah, 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 blah. Uh, Damian Rugna. Mm. Damian Rugna, and he uh, he makes he made this movie. And he made this movie that I mentioned called Terrified. I would recommend watch Terrified before you watch this. Uh, Terrified is extremely disturbing as well. Uh, the first scene, you that guy just like walks into the bathroom and his wife is hanging midair, slamming against the wall, and there's like blood everywhere. It oh, is. Lord. Yeah, he 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 doesn't take the time to explain the world. You just kind of have to gather it. Uh, that okay. like just horrible things happen. But it, it is a creative. So like again, if if we have uh, a listener that's really into horror, go ahead and and watch that. And also, I find with foreign horror things, you are sucked in more because. You are what you have to read the subtitles, so you literally hang on to every single mm. word. You can't so look you're away. Absorbing, yeah, and you're absorbing everything like 100%. You're like falling into a pool, so you're in this movie. Uh, same with like the French uh TV show Marianne, which is also about possession, it's a horror show. <laughs> uh, you feel very you know immersed because you have to keep your eyes on the screen the entire time, or you're gonna miss everything they're talking about. But yeah. When Evil Lurks is what I've been watching. I didn't expect for this to be as long as it was. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, I feel like people have talked about this movie for a long time. Like, it is it is so bizarre and interesting and awful. Do you think you'll go back and finish it? 
Yeah, I might finish it today. Now that I've been talking about it, but like, uh, I I probably have like, I mean, it's a tight, it's a tight ninety. It's an hour and a half. Oh, okay. so like, I think I have like twenty minutes left of the movie, and it is. <laughs> Go into the movie knowing that, like, you're not going to be happy. Know that your the characters that you enjoy in the film are going to be met with, like, the worst fate you could think of. Uh, and then you might be able to enjoy it a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, good, good, yeah. good Halloween recommendations. I like it. When evil lurks. Yeah. Alonzo. What uh what have you been watching? Yeah, on that note. <laughs> Oof. My goodness. Uh okay, well hey, I'll nothing go. much new. Okay, go nothing sorry. Nothing much new. Um I've been watching um Survivor. Um mm-hmm. it's good, it's fine, this season's okay. Um it's starting to pick up a little bit. Um, I just got caught up on the Amazing Race because I was a couple weeks behind. Enjo- really enjoying the Amazing Race this year. Um, oh. yep, I am. Um, House of Villains, enjoying that. <laughs> reality <laughs> um, all around. Reality, reality, reality. I think I told you guys last week that I watched The Burial. Um with Jamie Foxx and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yes, yes. 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 It's a, it's a, I, I, I was on Amazon and I, I scrolled past it. Really? It's a really enjoy that. There's like a I comedic mean, element. There is, yeah. It's not a comedy, but yeah. It, but it's also not like a drama drama, you know? Um, like, is Jamie Foxx's character is like a savant lawyer, like a, like a very, like, suave kind of guy, right? Like, he's charming. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He's like a personal injury lawyer, I think. Um, oh yeah, so he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's like that. Um, also, the bo- uh, Gen V. Ah, uh, I want to catch up. I'm gonna say it every week. I'm gonna say it every week. I'm gonna um, say, like Graham, have you started watching Gen V? Nope, nope. Mm-mm. But not either. I'll. I we probably will soon, since we yeah. finished. A supernatural, which I'll talk about. Oh yeah, um, I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion. Want to hear all about that. Um. Also, Loki. Um. Oh yeah, how's Loki going? Because I've not been watching it, and like, I loved up. the first season. It's picked up because at first I was like, this season is dragging, but it's that that thing picked up. That thing is thanging. Mm. Um. I was big on the Marvel shows. I'm feeling real FOMO. Feeling real FOMO about Loki right now. Yeah. I am happy that um, it hasn't really gotten spoiled at all for Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the biggest things I've been watching, which is the same as I had already been watching. Uh, I am watching Game of Thrones again, um, which, listen, so good. I'm enjoying that. Um, I literally stayed up last night till two in the morning <laughs> watching game of thrones which i've seen before Um, but i feel like sometimes i i binge watch these shows that i don't then don't remember them they don't sit with me you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so i enjoy a rewatch you know Mm -hmm. um i mean my sister's been watching game of thrones right now and she's predicting stuff that i'm like you can't hell 
it's like, I think Stannis is going to die immediately. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, she, so she never watched it. She's never watched it, so she just started watching it. Woo! Yeah, she's on the first season, and she, like, keeps coming in, like, I think Daenerys' brother is going to die. Oh, wow. And it's like, oh, shoot, Daenerys' brother is a character in that show. And it's funny because like, you start off the show thinking, okay, these are the main characters, you and know. She is like, blocks, like 180. JK, they're dead. Um, you know, and that happens quite a bit uh, in the series. I'm in the middle. I'm a, I'm toward the end of season two, so a rare, a very big episode is about to happen. Oh shoot! Like the most well known episode. Yeah, is about and to it's happen. The episode that when I watched it, I was shook. Like I really wish I didn't know about it. The Red Wedding. We're talking about the Red Wedding. I wish I, I didn't I've heard know just about that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about it, and uh, or but then like just media and the world told me everything. Basically, happens. I don't know the exact people. Like originally, I didn't know the exact people that it happens to, but you know when it's happening, it's like oh okay, this is this is the this is the red. This is what's about to like. But oh my god, it is. Oh. And and uh, um yeah um. Oh, uh, and, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just gonna leave it there. And Graham, I can't believe you never watched. Uh, I know. Uh, and I you watched things it. though. You and Ashlyn has Ashlyn watched? Mm, some of it, I think. I feel like we've. I've so only watched season guys, one. You guys would love it. Like you would be addicted to this show. I know yes. you would. It's excellent. It really is. It really sucks you in. Like if you watch the first three episodes, you're like, okay, I'm in it now. Uh, I, I gotta, I, I gotta finish this. Well, thing. I loved season one, and I never thought I'd be into the show. Everybody was talking about Game of Thrones. I just was like, yeah, you know, uh-huh. baby. Woo-wee. Once that thing started, <laughs> I couldn't stop. Um, it also did help that uh, a mutual friend, you know, that you guys know was pushing me to watch it and and everybody loved me posting on Facebook <laughs> about uh, where I was you know because mm-hmm. everybody's like just wait you know or <laughs> I can't believe this happened and they're like that's nothing compared to what's coming you know mm-hmm. um, oh my god season six oh season six the the second to last season is like is that shame Yes, it's the it, yeah. yes, it's the one with the the, the church. Oh, the finale of season six with that church is brilliant. And do you know? So I'm not going to spoil anything for Graham because Graham watched the show. But the the scene in season six that is sort of the defining thing near the end of the season, music plays, and music is never uh, in the show. They never have piano in in the music. But in this specific scene, there is piano music. And it is set to this whole song. It's just a single, like, classical song of this sequence happening of a huge plan, like, going into into place at the end of this season. And they purposefully made piano music because it makes you feel like there's something wrong. 
because everything in the show mm. there is like yeah you hear like bass line and string instruments yeah and then this specific scene where like oh there's a secret happening we don't know what's going on but there is something about to happen huge thing about to happen. i'm getting goosebumps thinking about this <laughs> uh, Ooh, oh man do you know what i'm talking about alonzo I know what you're talking about, and it yeah, yeah, yeah. And it I didn't uh, realize that that thing builds from season two, which is where I am now, all the way oh, to season. The six. product that they use to do this thing is yeah, I love any time that is used in the show. Uh, is so cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna hmm. say what it is, but like the arrow. I think that's season two. Where uh, is his name? Brom. Shoots the arrow yeah. and it hits the water. Oh, like, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. like the first battle episode. Uh, but yeah, like that whole thing, I love. I, yeah, Game of Thrones, brilliant. But yeah, they they play piano during that sequence to make you feel uncomfortable because you've never heard piano while watching the show, and yeah, then you realize why you feel uncomfortable. Well, dang guys, <laughs> I'm. Uh... <laughs> I don't. These are great recommendations. I don't know when I'm going to watch all these things. Um, oh my gosh, I really want to get into Gen V. Um, I so here's the thing, Game of Thrones. I feel really torn. Um, because I I do want to read the books. Um, I know it. Um, I really do, and and they're and they're not. I I believe could be wrong. They're not done. He George. No, uh, they're not. Yeah. No, isn't done. So, if anything, that's actually more of an incentive to to do both because I I know that there's going to be some sort of diverging storylines. Um, since the show kind of had a, to make up its own there's a third things. series coming. There's a third series. Yeah, have there you all is. watched the House of the Dragon? I have not. I did. I watched House of Dragon. Yep. Yep. I heard it was good. I liked it. Yep. Um, not as much as Game of Thrones, but I did like it. Yeah. I've also I know that people aren't thrilled with the way Game of Thrones ended, which is a bit of a turnoff for starting it. But um, I mean, that, that, that is not my thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing I want to say about that. I didn't love it, but also these people, the people who watched it in real time, waited two years for the finale, and so they built the anticipation. And it was a letdown. I watched it all at once. So it's, mm. it, it, I didn't enjoy it, but it wasn't the same as everybody else waiting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I, like, I didn't feel bitter about it at all. The way I watched it is like I watched for two months. I binged it before the last season aired. And then when the last season started airing, I watched it live. Mm. Uh, so basically, it's like the same thing. But I felt like i mean yeah it's not necessarily a satisfying ending but each plot gets an ending it does get tied up it does get finished maybe not yeah, necessarily it didn't end the way i wanted way. it i won't yeah it was not it was not super satisfying particularly for a couple of characters mm-hmm. uh, who the show centers around at that time um but i enjoyed it it was fine you know uh, the the last season definitely felt different than the other seasons. It's, for it's sure. action. I would say the last season almost feels like, like a Marvel movie. Like it's like it's action packed and it's about mm. like they, what, they got a lot in there. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, if you read about, like, the, the what was happening production-wise, it's crazy that the writers decided to do that because every season has, like, 12 episodes, but this season has eight. And it's like, what? And it feels so rushed, and it feels like, you know, every episode feels like a movie that's, like, trying to tie things up, and it's like, we're okay, let's get to that. Let's, let's finish it up. We're, we're done. We're done with this plot line. And that's so bizarre to me that they decided to do that instead of just stretching it out to 10 or 12 episodes. And, like, there's a specific character that has a moral downfall that is like that. Like, it's a instant that they switch over to being good from being good to being evil. I wonder um, why. Why, why the brush? It, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I think, I have no idea. Like, it's so bizarre. Like, if people are really confused as to why they did that. But again... The effects are excellent in the last season. Like, it looks really cool. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens. But it's all about the action. It's all about, like, tying everything up. And it's not a bad... Like, they lose, for some reason, the soul of the show. Like, it's like... Oh. They're not focusing on the characters. They're focusing on the plots of the characters. Because mm. they've written these convoluted things that they have to tie up. Yeah. But, I, yeah. And I don't think they tied it up perfectly, but they did tie it up, and it was very quick and, like, abrasive. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I do want to watch it someday. Um, and, you know, if this is – it's not exactly quite the same thing, but, um, like, I read all the Invincible comics, and now I'm actually more excited to watch the show Um, and see, see what happens. Watch, I, need to, I need to read them because I haven't read them. Yeah, so we'll see uh, which I get to for honestly, it's it's more of a which I get to first the books or the yeah. show, because um, both of my watch lists and my read lists are long. Um, but I, y'all are selling me. I I do want to I want to get into it eventually. Um, and I'll have more time because we finished Supernatural. Uh, finally, we watched the um. Last, not last night, two nights ago, we watched the final two episodes back to back, which was sort of odd because the second to last episode felt, it kind of felt like it had two finales. Like there was literally I mean, from like. What I understand is that people were uh, upset with yeah, the finale of Supernatural. That's also what I've, I've heard as well. Um, it's weird because in the second to last episode, they like, they. The, the big bad is defeated in the second to last episode. Um, I guess I'll just avoid spoilers. Um, and so, and there's like this montage, like everything's really for the most part wrapped up. And there's this like finale montage where they go and clip through the highlights of the series. And it's really strange because you know, there's another episode left. It's like, well, what is this? Is this the finale? Is it not? Um, but then they sort of tie up Sam and Dean's individual stories in the, in the next episode. I I've learned, um, through Ashland that COVID had a big sort of effect on the way Supernatural ended. Um, like they, they didn't bring in as many characters as they wanted to, um, there were only really like three main characters that sort of made an appearance in the finale, the final, the the very last episode, which is odd because by that point we had built up this entire world of people 
and it felt strange strange the amount of things they left for you to sort of interpret um how they how they ended now, but i think they did the best they could like i could not have thought as far as what actually happened with the ending i can't really think of a better send off um there's some weird they made some weird choices there's some really weird covid rushed choices can I ask a question? Yeah. Does a vehicle, a car, ascend into heaven? Uh, a vehicle does not ascend into okay, heaven. Okay, I but thought, there I is... that happens. No, <laughs> it's, that's Greece. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, they fly the car in Greece. Nobody talks about that. That no car flies. At the super end weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah, super weird movie. choice. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, he... So... There is, you're you're in heaven a little bit at the end, and the car is there, but it doesn't like you don't. It doesn't f- go from earth into heaven. I mean, the car still gets exported into heaven. Yeah, but it's also like it's not the like the car is still on earth too. Okay, it's not, it's it's not, not like, like a, that car. It's is not in like the rat. It doesn't get raptured into heaven. Yeah, but that is something that show would do because there's sort of like loose rules about like when you're in heaven, like. Because they've gone, the the characters have gone to heaven before, but like they're in their bodies. But when you die, your body's it, it's a lot of loose rules. You kind of just have to flow with it. Um, but anyways, you what I was saying, it felt like they made a lot of weird sort of rushed choices because of COVID. But overall, they I think they wrapped things up pretty well. Um, the 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 final performances by the boys are are really good. I teared up because um, huh? it was a very emotional moment in the final episode. A few actually, um, it was very much just. I think they were doing the best they could for like the fans of the show to give these characters the best send off. I guess they could come up with. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done in the writers' shoes, honestly. <laughs> seasons is it 10 15 oh my god i mean this show does everything it's like it gets really dark and dramatic there's comedic episodes it gets really meta um at times one where they're like in a scooby-doo yep scooby natural yeah that's that's super fun uh but the show just kind of has everything and it knows that it can be ridiculous and it likes to play with that um i'm honestly surprised that i've never watched it being a fan of like supernatural stuff and like horror and that kind of thing i've never watched an episode of that show it's a lot of fun and the the core cast really carry it it's just a really strong group specifically the the main two guys and the chemistry they have i mean i like jensen i mean i love him and the boy i think that's Mm -hmm. one of the best additions to the boys is that jensen ackles yep Mm mm-hmm yeah, uh, uh, what's his name in the boys? Um, yeah, he's plays Dean in the boy, or um, no, he plays Soldier Boy in the boys. He's Soldier Dean Boy, in... Soldier Boy. Yeah, yeah, Soldier Boy is like one of the best additions to the boys that has happened. It's like oh. what a great, crazy character. He's phenomenal. Well, it's the same producers, um, for Supernatural and the oh, boys, really? like, um, the guy who's running for president, um, in the boys, um, he might even have the same name. Um, I think, or like the same first name at least in both shows. 
I could be Ooh. making that up, but he plays Bobby in Supernatural. He's great. So there's a lot of crossover there um, with those shows, but it was great. Yeah, and Jensen Ackles, super underrated, I think. Um, I want to see him play Batman. That's what I really want for the Batman Brave and the Bold, like the older take on oh, Batman. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Would be phenomenal. That's what I would love to see. Shoot. Um, yeah. Now you got me thinking about there's a, there's a thing. Uh, is it Jared Pedalecki? Yeah. He doesn't do much. What is he doing? He's in a show, I think, called Walker. Um, I, there might be a reboot of Walker. Or Walker, uh, Texas Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, he's great too. Um, but to me, Jensen Ackles is sort of like the the shining star of of the show. Um, yeah, so it was good. It was a good send off. I think they did the best they could at the time. Um, and it felt like they're really trying to do it for the fit. They even like after like the fight, like the credits come up and then there's the shot where the show ends on. And it's like the two actors, like thanking the fans for being with them for, you know, 15 years. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Like they start off the show. They look like not quite teenagers, but young twenties and they end the show and they're in their forties. It's, it's a pretty crazy run. Well, I mean, like, that's crazy that that show was on that. I mean, CW does that. They 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 keep a show on for ten years when not necessarily people but like. I know Supernatural had a huge fan base for that entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it did. It well, it was it, originally, it was originally supposed to end after season five, and you can see like how it season five has an ending that could have could have been it. Um, it up, yeah. But then they they added ten going. more seasons. Yeah, and is they each episode an hour long, like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm, yep. Oh, and it gets yeah. from the beginning, like what you're dealing with, like these just you know vampires and stuff, to the final like boss or boss, like it's a video game. The final Nerd. the final like villain of this, they they truly couldn't have gotten bigger. Like it, the threats just keep getting bigger and bigger to the, the point. Like, no, like he, that's the season. That's season five. I mean, he comes back, uh, but it gets. The devil is the, not the worst person they could find against. No, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but like, think of like the biggest threat that you could ever think of. Like we get there and it builds to that. Thinking of the Antichrist, but I, you've already I, told me that that's just a well, regular guy. And it's, <laughs> uh, wait, yeah, it's they take they do really interesting things with um religion. I get with Christianity and sort of characters in that you know mythos. Um, so yeah, uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I, it was just a lot of fun all along the way. Um. So yeah, that's that's what I've been watching and playing Spider Man. Spider Man rules. Uh, but I'll talk Seems more about that next time once I've gotten a little farther into the story. But ooh, doggies, is it good? It's just. I mean, the only time I played, I mean, I've played it like five times now. Mm-hmm. Um, still not finished the game because when I get to where it's about to end, I'm like, I don't want to end it. Mm. Uh, but, uh. The reason I started playing Spider Man is because of you. So now I gotta I gotta play Spider Man two because of you. It, yeah. it convinces me. The writers of that game are brilliant. I think like 
they write it like a very movie, like a, a cinematic thing, like a movie. Yeah, it it has, and so far I'm not too far into two, but the story like that's that it is not just a vehicle for action. Like it is, it is a vehicle for action, but it's not just that. They really take mm-hmm. the time with these characters and and think about where they should go, what's an interesting place for them to go and explore that it feels true to the characters, but it's like different from incarnations we've seen previously. Um, but I'm not too far into it right now enough to really talk about it. Um, <clears throat> but I will. A weird thing that I have an opinion about is that like, I really hate that they changed his face for the remaster. And now it's yeah. that face for the second one. I think the design of Peter Parker was brilliant in the first Spider-Man game. I don't know why I like it so much, but I do. And then they changed it to where he looks more like teeny. And I, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I, I felt a little conflicted about that. It was weird at first because I played both with both faces and it's the same voice. So it was a little strange to get used to that. But now it feels it feels right. It feels really good. He looks great. The model does in this second game. Um, I did like the first one too, and I at first wasn't happy about the change. Um, but there's something a little strange about the first one now, looking back at it. The hair feels a little odd. And he he's supposed to be an older version of Spider-Man, but not quite as old as I think what he looked like originally. He's supposed I mean, to be he like, looked like he was in like his mid twenties. Yeah, yeah he looked like he's, he was in his 30s in the original game. Exactly. And I and I get that they were trying to make him a little older than he had been, but I think they realized like maybe they overdid that. Um, so I think this is a good sort of return. Um, especially like with him next to Miles, like he looks like he could have been his dad. So I think it was a good yeah, well, yeah. Obviously Gosh. not, but just talking about it, it's like God, I, I gotta play that game again. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't have a PS5. I had a PS5 for six days. Uh, I took it back, but um, yeah, I don't have that, so it just makes me want to play the actual Spider-Man game again. That's a great-ass game. Well, I'm sure I'll talk about it more uh, in the coming weeks, Um, but I think it's a good place to go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, We'll be back next time for more Reality Rewind. Big Brother, we're closing in um, on the finale here. So uh, just stay tuned and we'll keep covering it till the end. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.